Welcome to the Spinster Life Podcast. I'm here with Leticia Engwen. She is an author and an all-around amazing spinster. She has a great story about how she married herself, and I'm so excited to have her here today. Welcome, Leticia. Thank you for having me, Amy. So please tell us about yourself, like your life outside of being a single person, about your career and all of the things that make you an amazing catch and someone that has not found their equal um, yet. Sure. So my name is Leticia Nguyen. I'm the author of the upcoming book, My Solo Wedding in Santorini, or How It Saved My Life. And I am the creator of blogaboutl.com, a website featuring my exciting life and my many travels because I lived in seven countries around the world. And of course, my solo wedding in Santorini with lots of beautiful pictures. So I've been single for, you know, for many years, but I've been in a few long relationships. And the last one, I think I need to talk a bit more about my solo wedding, uh, explaining the story. So in 2017, I was actually engaged to a man. And three months before our ceremony, he left me. So I've decided to keep the ceremony as planned, and I married myself on the beautiful island of Santorini. So not so long ago, I was not single. I thought I found the love of my life, and I was going to spend the rest of my life with him, loving him, being loved, and then it happened. And I just turned something very dramatic into something really bright and positive and I am so very grateful for that today. It's so dramatic. It does. It sounds like a movie. It sounds like a romantic comedy. How long were the two of you in a relationship? We knew each other for five years and we've been engaged for more than a year. And before that, I've been single for a couple of years. And even when we started our relationship together, it was very open because we wanted, you know, to know each other better and to be sure we were a good match. And then finally, we decided to marry. And that's why I was also very surprised because, you know, I'm 41. And so when, when I was engaged, I was almost 37. When you are 20, 25 and you think, okay, it doesn't matter. I marry with, you know, I believe in love forever. It's going right. to happen and we'll see. When you, when you are more than 30 years old, I would say, and even more 35, you are very conscious of the type of person you want to marry, all right? Yeah. And so, and yeah, you know yourself exactly. so much better. You don't have to settle for that whoever comes along. You can pick and choose and you can pick that person that's perfect Absolutely. for you. And I thought it was the case. And so when he left me, you know, I was really shocked, I have to say. And that's why I think the decision to marry myself just came along very naturally for me. Because I knew about solo weddings, but what happened, I went to the hairdresser because, you know, women, they all go to the hairdresser after a breakup just to feel better. <laughs> and so I've been to the hairdresser and there was a magazine there talking about solo weddings in Japan because it's a big trend there for almost 10 years now. And I just identified myself with the stories there. Like all these women were beautiful 
and independent, intelligent. You know, they all had a brilliant career and, you know, they didn't look like desperate because I know I've read that. I've read that sometimes. Journalists say people who marry themselves, they are desperate people. It's just because, you know, really, they didn't find the right person. And so they want to have their big day and et cetera. I think they're missing the point completely. I think when you marry yourself, it's saying that you have thought about this a lot and you're making a commitment to yourself because you're on this journey to learn more about yourself and to love yourself. They're, t- they're very much missing yes, the point and still playing into that narrative that all women want is to get married. Yes. And yeah, oh no, you, you're totally right. And the, so when I connected with, with this article, I said, okay, this is go- what I'm going to do because we had a date for the wedding, right? Because we planned it for a year and a half. And I knew that I was going to be very sad on that specific date and maybe for the rest of my life you know it's it's quite difficult to go over that and I said I want to keep this date and I want to make it very positive and festive and you know what all my guests were invited and everything was booked the hotels the flight tickets everything they took days off because we my family and friends were in France and we are doing that in Greece in Santorini and I didn't want to change that. I, I, and at this specific time of my life, because I mean, it just had a breakup, a very difficult one. And I needed to be surrounded by the people I love and people who love me very much. And I needed them more than ever, really. And I needed to keep this ceremony and being able to turn that, to turn a traditional wedding into a solo wedding was absolutely brilliant. I can tell you. And it not only changed my life, it changed the life of the people invited and also the providers of the wedding because everybody was so touched after the ceremony. People came to hug me and to congratulate me and it was absolutely fantastic. And yeah, and still today I'm in touch with some of them because, because I think I, I, provide to everybody some hope and and light and courage. I think you did. Did you receive a little bit of resistance before the decision to turn it into a solo So with my family and friends was quite easy because uh, I have a very unconventional life. So I always make like bold decisions for myself. And even before in my career, I, I used to be a finance manager in the oil and gas industry. So I was working only with men and being a, a young woman, an attractive woman, I have to say, in this industry, you, you are gorgeous. <laughs> you, you really need to have a very strong personality and to respect yourself a lot to be able to manage this kind of people. And, and I had a very successful career, I have to say. And I, and I, lived in many countries around the world with different culture and all of that. And I need to adapt myself very well. So my friends and family, they know I can take quick decisions and I make them travel all around the world for many celebrations. So when I explain them that, they just accepted it, like with no judgment. And when you really love someone, this is what you do. You, you're there for them, no matter what. And, and I'm very, very grateful and blessed to have this 
type of people in my life. So they just say, okay, we'll be there. If you want, if you want us to be there, we'll be there. And they didn't question or anything. They had some questions about the solo wedding because I have to say in France, I am the, the first French citizen who married uh, ourselves. So they had absolutely no clue of what it was. Right. They were thinking like, you just want to have a wedding. And you're, they were thinking like those journalists who were saying that it's a desperate move. Uh, yeah, not or... necessarily, but it was more about the orga organization. It was like, how it's going okay. to work. Are you going to say those or do you have a, do you have a wedding band? Uh, this kind, this kind of things. And is, is it legal? Yeah. I mean, let's definitely, let's get into it. What are the logistics of marrying yourself? Is there some sort of certificate involved? So no, there's, there's no certificate. There's no studies, but okay. because I've done it in Greece and you can have a civil wedding there. So I had a proper Greek celebrant. Uh, during the ceremony. Okay. So it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of official, even if I don't have a certificate at the end. So it was, it was very interesting too. But yeah, I have to say that it is legal. You can do it. You can marry yourself in most, most countries around the world, but you don't have any status after that. That's it. So on the paper, I'm still single for administration purposes and this kind of thing. Yes, which, you know, frankly, probably all governments should just stay out of marriage and it should just be a, a decision between two people. It shouldn't have any legal status and it should just be a contract between two people and not a government document. So tell us, are there any rules for solo weddings? So the thing is, it's pretty open because even if it's a practice in many countries now, and especially in the U.S., because it's a uh, People married themselves for a long time in the U.S., but you can really do whatever you want. And because it was the first solo wedding in Greece, so I really have a blank canvas. Everything was already planned as a traditional wedding because I, I spent more than a year to to decide everything with my ex-fiancé. And everything was beautiful. It was going to be my, you know, my dream wedding. So I didn't want to to waste that and lots of things I didn't want to change. But of course, I adapted it a little bit to fit better to my personality. And But it was a proper wedding just without the groom. So I had the white dress, I had the flowers, <laughs> everything. I need to say that because it's going to, you're going to understand better the wedding and, and the opulence of it. So my wedding cost $30,000 for eight guests. Oh, wow. I had fireworks. It was in a vineyard. Yeah. Overlooking the caldera. So it was a very, very beautiful, elegant wedding uh, with absolutely everything possible, <laughs> I would say. This, oh my goodness, this is a romantic comedy. Uh, yeah. And, and you, know, you know what? It's, it's, it's really interesting because when I've done it, I, I even didn't mention it was a solo wedding. Like during my vows, for myself. I said it was my rebirth. I didn't say solo wedding, you know. It was the breakup was so very fresh. It was just three months before. And so yeah. I needed to process lots of things. And so I called it a rebirth. I I just couldn't mention the wedding at all. It was, you know, it was like the for, forbidden world for me. <laughs> but still I managed to celebrate myself the best way possible, bringing me so much great 
energy and vibes and love and light. And afterwards, I realized that I've done the right thing. And I received so many comments of women who already married themselves and they didn't do that. They didn't do the really big wedding, even sometimes not the white dress because for any reason they thought it was too much. And they want to do that now, you know? They, they, they tell yeah. me they, they want to have the guests, they want to have the big dress, the flowers, everything. And I think that's why I like sharing my experience because I didn't do it that way to, let's say, shine or anything no, like did, that. No, you did not minimize any of it. You were like, no, we're, we are going all Absolutely. out. I'm either not doing this or I'm going to do this to 1000%. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. It was like, okay, let's do it. Now I've decided I'm married myself. Everything is already planned. Keep, keep it that way. It's going to be fantastic. I even added more stuff just to really be connected to myself and for my guests to connect with me even more too. So we spent four days all together in Santorini having lots of fun and it's something I really cherish today because because it was really amazing. It was the support and the love I needed at that time. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about who the guests were? Um, yeah, they, they were my uh, parents, my sister, my brother-in-law and uh, two couples who are my best friends. Oh, that's so lovely. No, I, I mean, they were, they were invited for the traditional wedding, uh, of course, but I, I kept it that way af uh, after that when I changed for the solo wedding. As I explained, I needed the support of the, the people I, I, I love the most. And I've also right. invited other friends who are not invited at the first place because, you know, when you do a traditional wedding, sometimes you need to do some cut. Right. Because the guest list for two people can Absolutely. get out of hand, but the guest list for one exactly. person. And so I invited other friends, but it was too short notice and they couldn't come. But still today, they tell me they, they would have loved to, to be there and, and they supported me in a different way. So. So it's totally fine with me. But actually adapting to a solo wedding was really fun because I didn't have to compromise anymore. You know, when you want something, you just go for it. <laughs> and, and it was so much, honestly, it was so much fun. And I, did, I didn't need to think about my fiancé and what he would like, or even for myself. Because to be honest, when I've chosen the dress, for example, of course I thought of him. I said, I said, I said right. to myself... Is it going to like it? Oh, I am, I am, I am beautiful enough in this dress. You, you think about that. But when you do it only for yourself, that's completely different. That's why I really, I mean, today I really encourage people to maybe, maybe not marry themselves, but at least celebrate themselves for who they are and, and what they are. Because I think when you tap into your self love, you really open new possibilities in your life. And this is what I absolutely think yeah. you do. I, I love that you committed to your vision too of like what this celebration should look like. And I think if you had compromised, it wouldn't have been that full expression of self-love. It would have been a different experience. It, it just wouldn't have been as powerfully you. Oh, I completely agree. And I think that's why this type of celebration, you should really go for your desire and, and your, your complete dream. Because this is all about self-love, as you said. And 
the pressure from society about marriage and like for millenniums, we have been told to marry someone of the other sex. It's good to mention that too. <laughs> right. And so when you decide to go for a solo wedding, you need to ignore the noise from the society, from your family, from your friends, from the religion, from everything. And just connect to yourself, tap into your self-love and just go for it. But if you want to marry yourself on the beach in a wet dress, go for it. This is what I like right now with solo weddings. And I, I, I really hope it's going to stay that way. But it's good because there is no standards right now. You, you asked me that before. Yeah. You do what you want to do, period. And you can decide. I you can it. decide wherever you want to do it, the way you want to dress up, if you want to have guests or not. Because some people, they prefer to be alone in their room and do that with a mirror. And that's totally fine. You're the one in charge of your own celebration. And you can just reject all of those things that have always felt wrong or oppressive or damaging Absolutely. to you. Yeah, everything toxic, you can avoid that completely. <laughs> That's very true. It's such a joyful thing. I do want to hear more about the wedding itself because you mentioned fireworks. What were some other elements that really spoke to you and were things that when you visioned that day, those were the things that were included? How did you make your own reality of this wedding? The, for example, the music was really important to me. And of course, when... What I was going through was really difficult. So I've chosen some music very empowering for me from very powerful women like Beyonce and Alicia Keys, like the, the song Superwoman from by Alicia Keys. It's one of them. And the, the entrance I've made after my ceremony bef before the dinner was The Best by Tina Turner. So for me, yes. yes. <laughs> Through music, I was able also to express my emotions and my feeling. And because it was a very, very emotional day, I can tell you. And to have also to be able to choose these elements during the wedding to support me even more uh, was, yeah, was quite powerful. Uh, but I love flowers. So I kept all the flowers. I love dancing. I used to be a ballroom dancer. I've, I've done competition in the past. And so I, I actually planned the choreographies and the dancing for, for my fiance. And I've decided to keep that too, because dancing, it's, it's one of my passions. And I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to remove that too. So I think it was really, yeah, it was really going for all my desires without judgment or anything. So it was, yeah, it was really cool. And, and the fireworks too, I, it's, it was something we've decided with my fiance before. And I said, why not? Doesn't matter. That's my solo wedding. Why, why not? It was absolutely fantastic. And it was, it actually was a surprise for my guests because they didn't know it. So it was even better and, and spectacular and, and we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Otherwise, Honestly, everything was like a traditional wedding. So we had beautiful Greek food, lots of wine from the vineyard, from the property. And it was absolutely fantastic. And we danced all night at the property. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And I think for my guests was even more emotional because they didn't know the reaction I was going to have during the ceremony. They were afraid that I yeah. ran away. They, yeah, they told me that <laughs> after. 
<laughs> really? I would think that I would think the opposite because that had already happened to you. Someone mm-hmm. had already run away. Yeah, true. So you and you had done all of these things to really stand your ground and really just stand in your truth and and stand up for yourself. So I wouldn't I would have not thought that. Yeah, I think they were afraid because of my emotions there. Like, you know, I couldn't control my emotions and and so I don't know. But for me it was I was just on the cloud. I was so happy. Of course I was nervous just before the the ceremony, but it was really I c- I can't explain. Something really happened during the ceremony. I had the kind of insight and uh, this is when I realized how much I respect myself and how much I love myself. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that before. Like I always had a good self-confidence and self-esteem. And as I said, I had a successful career in the past. So, you know, I, I, I know I can be, I can be strong, but I didn't know that I will always be by my side. I didn't know I will have my back always. And this is during the ceremony that I realized all of that. And it really shifts your perspective of life and, and everything you think about yourself. And that's why when I explain about my solo wedding, I, I tell people, I said, most people, they do the solo wedding after they've done the self-love journey. Like they've been, they've been, they've discovered lots of things about themselves and they know they love themselves and then they decide to celebrate themselves and they do uh, a ceremony, a solo wedding or, or another ceremony. In my case, this is because I've done the solo wedding that my self-love journey started. Yeah. And I, yeah, it really kicked it off. What a magnificent way to kick off. Yes. Learning about yourself and learning to love yourself. And yeah. And that's why through my website, uh, my blog, I try to discuss more and share my experience as, as much as I can, because maybe people are going to be inspired to do the same. Maybe, you know, maybe they're struggling with their self-esteem or their self-confidence or they, they would like to connect better with themselves and, and they don't know where to start. Maybe just start to celebrate yourself, you know, even, even if you're not satisfied right now with who you are, what you are, doesn't matter. Just to show a little bit of love for yourself, like this type of celebration, like I've, I've done it. So if I can do it, you can do it too. And then you will see it's going to be a seed and it's going to grow and you're going to bloom from inside out. Definitely. So it's it's really my message today to encourage people to do a celebration for themselves. And it's it's going to change your life for sure. Every everything I love too that you even yeah, that you even mentioned it can be as simple as as starting with looking in the mirror. Absolutely. And making a promise to yourself. Exactly. Yeah, just promise to yourself that you're you will love yourself and, and you will be there for you. And you know, sometimes people ask me what would you say to your younger self? And now I say that all the time. My, my answer is always the same. I have your back. That's it. Because this is really what I learned. Simple, from, but true. Yeah. But yeah. That's what, that's all you need. That's all you need is that support and knowing that you always have a system, a support system. In place. Yes. No matter, you know, no matter the people in your life, no matter the circumstances, you are here for yourself. And that's all you need. Let's talk about a different kind of love. Let's talk about your love of Santorini. <laughs> because Santorini does play a pretty big part in your story. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's really funny because 
uh, my, um, my, my ex fiance uh, chose the place. I've never been, yes, really? I've never been to Greece before. We were living in Australia, uh, when we were engaged and we decided to choose Greece because it's English and for his family it was easier to go to Greece. And for my family in France was easy too. Then Australia was really far away. And I was sure that Greece was a great place to celebrate a wedding, like from the pictures and everything. And then we picked Santorini because it's even more spectacular and, and, and beautiful for this kind of events. So I've been to Santorini a year before the wedding to meet the wedding planners and to choose the venue and to discuss uh, lots of things. And I fell in love with the island. Absolutely. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. I, I love everything about it. And I was very excited to go there again to marry the man of my life. And when, when he broke up with me, I just couldn't forget about Santorini. Actually, I, I'm, I'm explaining that in my book, my upcoming book, but it was a calling from the island. I, I felt that Santorini was calling me. And that's probably one of the reasons why I've kept everything in Santorini too, because I, I could have changed the, the place, yeah. but I, I wanted to go back there. I mean, it, it was really meant to be, I would say. <laughs> And the photos of the venue, I mean, you, you can see all of that on my website, but it was so fantastic. And the magic there, there is really something very special there. The atmosphere there, it's really magical and the light and you can feel there is something in the air, definitely. And I think I was even more supported by the universe during my solo wedding there. And, and the fun fact is, before the ceremony, a storm came and I stayed in the car for about half an hour because it was pouring. It was raining so much. It was incredible. And, and, and actually all the setting was wet and they had to change everything very quickly. And it was, we, um, the storm just passed, but you know, it was, it was really big one. And so we started the ceremony, no more rain, but just big, big clouds still there. And the more and more we were in the ceremony and there were less and less clouds. And finally the sun came up. And at the very end of the ceremony, a rainbow appeared just over my head. What? And, and the photo, the photographer actually captured that. And I have, I have a picture of myself with my beautiful wedding dress and a rainbow just over my head. And it was at the very end of the ceremony. And it was so, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really incredible. And this is when I felt I was protected by the universe or by God, if, if you believe in God. But all of that to say that this is why I'm, I'm explaining to people that when you discover and embrace your self-love, it's more than just yourself. You are changing the world around you too. And you are even connecting connecting more with the universe yeah that's oh my god that's just you can't even you can't plan that I'm definitely not. <laughs> it's just yeah it's just an amazing moment and how like exactly how did you feel in that moment what would you describe that emotion there's so many emotions happening but what would you call that when you just turn around and you've already made this commitment to yourself and then there's this beautiful rainbow i just felt so much loved 
and protected. Like I have never been in that place before. This sense of security and, and just be surrounded yeah. by love, literally, it was completely amazing. And this is how after that you can, you know, every decision you're going to make in your, in your life is going to be the right one because you, you know, you can't make mistakes anymore when you feel that kind of love and protection. Yeah. Yeah. Security does make you trust your intuition more and trust that it just makes decision making easier yes. that you can say this feels right and this doesn't feel right. Absolutely. And I, I don't have to analyze the data over and over and over again. I can just rely on my intuition. Yes. That and trust that everything will work. And that's why all of that makes that Santorini is, is so special to my heart. And everything that happened before the wedding, during the ceremony itself. And after that, because I stay, I stay there for seven months. It was not planned at all. <laughs> um, I would say it was like a big honeymoon, but I, I felt that to move on and to heal and to enjoy myself, like as self-married, I would say I had to stay there and, and it definitely worked because I felt so much better. And this is actually two weeks after my wedding. This is when I started to, to write. Um, and not necessarily like the, the book, um, I'm publishing right now, but it was more about my feelings and my emotions and being able, you know, to, to write that down was really important for my healing. And was it like formal writing or you just started with journaling? Yes, it was both. And then eventually it became yes, something. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. yes, it was that most, yeah, it started like journaling and then, yeah, it, took shape in, in something more like a book. And that's why I'm so attached to, to Santorini. And, and I went back there many times after that. And each time I feel the same, exactly the same thing. I'm, I'm feeling there. I'm feeling completely safe and, and loved and protected. And it's like I'm really surrounded by this gigantic love. And yeah, I'm, I, I feel very, happy and fulfilled and powerful when I am there. Have you gone back there to do some writing? Has that been part of like the, the writing process for you? I Not necessarily because I've, I finished writing my book in Crete. So I isolated myself for, for seven months uh, during winter in Crete to finish my book completely. So it was very, so it was very interesting. So Greece in general, it's really my new adopted country, I would say. But Santorini, I like going back there each time I have some doubts or fears just to get this energy back and yeah, just to get this power back and just, and, and everybody who has been to Santorini understand what I'm saying because it is so incredible <laughs> there. You know, ev everything is Pascal. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's, it, yeah, it's very, very special. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about the book. So it's quite, it's quite funny because after my solo wedding, I couldn't really talk about it. Like, it's not that I was embarrassed or anything because I was very proud of what I've done, but it was still difficult for me to talk about it without talking about my ex-fiancé and what happened. So it was still so fresh for me that, yeah, it was really difficult 
for me to tell people that I made myself. And actually some friends and even family, they found out like two years later. So <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, wow. But my guy started to talk to people and to tell people about my soul winning. And then it just grew up and people asked me questions and I had to answer them. And I realized that lots of people told me that I show so much courage and I need to share my, my, my story to empower people and to inspire people with this experience. So that's why I've decided to create the blog first. Uh, it was my way to share my story in a very simple way, but to be able to touch lots of people around the world. And at the same time, I've decided to write the book because I had lots of material already and for me, it was the therapy to write the book. It was to be able to talk about my full love story with this man and to explain how I've managed to heal and, and move on and why I've decided to do the solo wedding because everything was very linked. And so I wanted to share that through a book because I've been writing since I'm eight years old. It has been a passion my entire life and it's really my way of expression because I couldn't speak I couldn't talk about it so this is why I've decided to go for the blog and 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 for the book and actually was was quite interesting because I've started lots of books in the past but I've never finished one and this one in six months it was done it was so easy and fun, even if it was very emotional and difficult because I was going through my love story again and thinking about everything. And of course, my, you know, my failures and this kind of thing. But yeah, it was, it was lots of fun and, and I, I'm very proud of what I achieved and I'm very excited to publish it now and to be able to talk more about it in the future. But when I finished it, I said myself, I said, you see, you haven't finished books before because it was done the white right story. This story, the white right one, this is the one you have to tell people. Yeah, <laughs> the story found you and you were finally able to take it out of the drawer and finish it and put it out there. And you are going to self-publish. Yes, it was a very difficult decision for, for me because I knew nothing about publishing at all. This is my first book. I definitely know nothing about it. So I had to learn. And I think it's the right decision right now because I've, I, honestly, I've been pitched to 110 agents so far with, with good answers, but just no one wanted to sign with me. And, and that's completely fine. And then a few best-selling authors advised me to self-publish and to, they told me it was a best strategy for me and and right now I'm ab absolutely sure that's the right decision because you know when you self-publish you're able to keep the control over creativity the, and for me that's something really important because I I am an artist I, I love photography I just love so many things and I'm a writer that's really who I am and being able to keep the full process in my hands and to decide for everything. Very excited for that, actually. So it's it's good thing. And the other, other thing I want to explain people is when you self-publish, the money is for you, not for the publisher. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to split Absolutely. up with anybody. It's, it's all yours. And 
Yeah, I love that you're taking that control since it is such a personal story. It is so important that you tell it, you get to tell it your way. Yes, and I think it's quite, you know, I think it's quite important that you value yourself enough to take this kind of decision and to say, okay, I I have something to tell people and I know it's going to help or inspire some people. So I don't care about the trend because it's very much like that, unfortunately. I don't, you know, I don't care about the trend. I don't care about if I'm going to make lots of money or not. I just, you know, I just want to share it and I want it to be out for people to choose if they want to be inspired by my story or not. And that's why I think that's why lots of authors today are going for self-publishing instead of traditional publishing because they have something to say and they are tired to wait for other people to tell them they can say as well. Yeah. And you said trend. And I think it is interesting that you use that word because I think this is a a growing movement, growing in popularity, growing in in awareness with the greater public. So I think it, it I think you are on the crest of a wave. You're one of the, you know, the first people that are are really making this mainstream and making this a real option for a lot of people. Yes, I think I know it's really scary for people to see themselves as pioneers. But at one point, you you need to realize that you can do so much more than you think you could do or you should do. And I think we, when you realize that you don't care about what people say, you you can be more than what society wants you to be. You can achieve so much more. When, when you think outside the box and you think everything is possible, you can impact more people, you can connect with your desires more, and you can realize more dreams too. Yeah, and we can stop having just more of the same and having unique voices and having unique stories and, and have people be able to discover new things instead of just like more of the same idea. Yeah, you're totally right. That's exactly that. It just, I, and I think you can see that in everything today. We need to give ourselves a chance to do that and stop, stop expecting people to, to do that for you and just embrace all you can do and go for it. Right. And put it out there and not be afraid to put out something that's new or scary. Or hold yourself back because you don't think it's Absolutely. perfect. Also, just putting yourself out there and practicing putting yourself out there because that's a huge part of it too, which, you know, you did with the blog. And I did want to talk about a blog post that you wrote about another issue that affects single women, fertility. Yes. <laughs> you froze your eggs. I did. The thing is, with my ex fiance, we planned to have a child after our wedding. So when he broke up, I was already 37 and I didn't know how long I was going, you know, to meet another one, another good one. And I was scared. I, I need to be honest here. I was 37. I was heartbroken and I was so afraid of the future because, you know, just in, in one day, I've lost everything. I've lost my life, my dreams, my future within, at least. And I was very scared not being able to be a mom in the future because this is what I was planning to be. And 
I've decided to freeze my eggs, but it was not as easy as it sounds because I left Australia at that time. I, I left Australia uh, before my, my solo wedding to go back to Europe to be closer to my family. And when I started to check to freeze my eggs in France, it happened that that's not allowed here. You cannot freeze your eggs in France. Interesting. <laughs> so very interesting. Is there any reason, particular reason uh, why? The law, yeah, there's no law for that. They voted the law a year ago, but you know, it's not going to be in practice before a long time. But that time, five years, four years ago, yeah, it was not allowed. So there, there actually, there, there are only three countries in Europe where it's forbidden, and and France is was one of them. Yeah, France can be very late on on certain laws. I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know, because freezing your eggs is not unheard of, and people have been doing it for not just the past five years. It's been probably decades yeah, but, of, of women freezing. You their see, eggs. that's why I was so surprised because I was living in Australia, and actually there they recommend um, women after thirty five. They recommend women to freeze their eggs. And then, so it was, yeah, I, I, honestly, I was very surprised. So I had to go to Spain to be able to freeze my eggs. So which means more money and, and time and all of that. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it, it was an in- interesting journey. And yeah, I talk a lot about that in, on my blog because I have, I've explained the, the food process, but being able to freeze my eggs was for me having more time to find the right person because at that time, what I thought was, I don't want to rush in any new relationship just because I'm afraid not being a mom in the future. And there are so many women yeah. today, they are so scared of that. They are so scared, scared to getting old and, and not find the right man to be able to start a family. And that's why I think we need to rethink that process too. And instead of saying, okay, I need to find a man straight away right now because I want to have a baby. What about, okay, I freeze my eggs and then I will have the time to find the right person. We should also be talking about this too, that choosing the right person to have children with. Because I, I've been in relationships with people that I loved them and I liked being with them. But when I thought about raising a child with them, I was like, no, I don't, I don't think that would be a good idea at all. Yeah, I think we need to break cards to one that. And nowadays, there are so many different types of families. And, and it works. Let's be clear here. It works. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly the same. Everybody should be able to decide what they want with children. And maybe they want to have a partner in their life and to have children on their own. Why not? You know? Yeah. Why not? Or maybe they, they want to have like multiple parents because I've seen that too, especially in, in gay marriage. Sometimes if there are, there are three or four parents involved and children are fine and they are perfect. And, and actually I have, I am the godmother of, of two beautiful twins and they have two dads and they are so incredible. These children are, are absolutely amazing and they are aware of, you know, diverse, diversity and inclusivity and all of that from a very young age because they have to that. And I think that's fantastic to build a society of tomorrow because we need that today. We need this 
diversity to grow and evolve. And that's why I'm tired about laws because they still think on an old model, patriarchal model, let's be clear. And (laughs) absolutely. And they think (laughs) they know better than us what we should do and what we should have. I think we're all capable of saying, this is the situation that's going to work for me. And I love what you said about families that have maybe more than two parents, because what really matters is that you have a parent who's really invested in their child. And if you can take away some of these other things that might impede that, like a career that might take away some of the time that someone needs to devote to their their child. And if we can make it so that you can have this family when you want to, when the time is right, and with the right person, I think we're just making everyone in the world happier. Absolutely. No, no, that's for sure. It's just today we are able to decide what is the right balance in our life. And we need to have freedom to do it. And that's why egg freezing should be available for everybody on the planet. And after that, that's your choice. You do it. You don't, yeah. that's fine. But you have this option for yourself and not rushing to a relationship or, you know, they're not the right person, but you're doing it anyway. And after that, you know, you're going to divorce or, or break up. And that's always a very difficult situation for everybody involved, and especially for children. Sure. But normalizing that too, normalizing that relationships can come to an end. And you can find an amicable balance where you can co-parent with someone, even if you're not in a relationship with them anymore. All of these ways to have a family are valid ways. Absolutely. And, and you see, before, I w- um, before I've met my ex fiance, I was planning to adopt a child on my own. And that's something we need to talk about too. Like if for people to be aware of it, that they can do it and that's fine. Because same, unfortunately, Lots of laws doesn't allow single parents to adopt. And nowadays, I think when I started to, to research about it, I was very successful. I earned lots of money. I was very balanced and I have lots of love to give. I was probably more balanced and capable than many couples around the world. And still, <laughs> I, I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It is, it is such a weird thing to want to place a child into a family that looks a certain way instead of functions a certain that's, way. Yeah, that, that's the thing. And that's why the more we talk about it, the more we talk about families, they are different, but it works and everybody's happy and balanced. The more we talk about that, the more people are going to open their mind and accept you know, more ideas and possibilities. And this is how we all grow and evolve together. And, and that's why pe- people shouldn't right. be we just scared to talk about their differences. Yeah. So we can let go of all of these expectations around families, around marriage, around relationships, around being single, around being choosing to be single. The more we can open up that discussion, everybody can have the life that works for them instead of shoving themselves into an outdated, antiquated box that is left over from a different 
point in history altogether. That's right. And we can not have this shame and internalize just nonsense that keeps us oppressed and keeps us miserable. Oh, that's, that's, I think that's the main reason why some people can't be outside the box. They can't think outside the box at all because they are so scared about judgment and, and critics and, you know, how they are going to look in front of people. And I think we really need to tell them, you're going to be fine. And, and don't worry. And you don't have to be yeah. ashamed of it. That's fine. If you want to stay in the box because you're too scary, because that's, it, that's fine. But we want to give you a loving and, and safe space to express yourself. So when you're, you're going to feel confident about it, don't be afraid to step out. You don't need to have a big picture straight away. It's uh, ju- just decide, just decide if it's going to be the right partner for you. I said that on my blog, um, talking about single life. And I said, because this is something single people, they hear that all the time. And so I, I wanted to make it so clear. Being single is not a crime. Absolutely not. Because we single people are so pressured by everybody. And nowadays, if you are not married, you're not successful. That's what lots of people think. And even unconsciously, even like people very successful in everything, if you're not married, there's still a barrier somewhere and, and you have everybody coming and asking you, are you dating someone? Are you thinking of dating? Are you sure? And lots of these kind of, of questions. And, and when you're a woman, it's just, when are you going to have a baby because you're getting so old and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. So. When you tell people that's okay to be single, that's okay for you to take your time. Love has no age, no gender, no color, no condition. So if you find your man at 90 years old, that's totally fine and enjoy your time. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, and I think, I don't know if you feel this way about, you know, your engagement to your ex-boyfriend that you did have something real, at least for a little while. And hopefully some of the memories that you built together aren't completely tainted by the way that it ended and that you're able to think back on, on some of the experience fondly. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. And and that's why writing the book was really interesting because it made it made me remember these good moments. And, and that's why that's important because you can't move on if you keep anger and, and, and bitterness in your heart and being able to connect to the good moments. It's, uh, it's the best way actually, I would say to move forward in your, in your life. And the main reason I'm still single today is just because I haven't found the right person yet. Doesn't mean that I don't believe in love anymore because sometimes right. people, they associate, they associate, you know, single life with you don't want to be with someone at all. And that's not that's not the case. It's just you are more picky with the people you want to be with. Oh, you haven't been. I think you believe in love even more if you want to find the right person instead of any person. If you want to settle for any person, you're more in love with the idea of love, I think, than than with that person. I think when you really expect to be with the right person, people... 
essence of the spinster life. This is exactly what this is about, that it is not about eschewing any kind of relationship. It's about loving yourself enough to wait for the right thing and to enjoy the time that you are single. Yes. Just as much as you might a relationship. You need to keep in mind that you are worthy and you are enough and you deserve the best person in your life. And your life doesn't start when you get into a relationship. It's ongoing. There's The buzzer doesn't stop on that. You are always on the life clock and you are always living your life regardless of who else is in it. And again, success is not when you're going to find this person or when you're going to marry them. Success is being able to be your true self all along the way, no matter what you're doing or what you decide. And that's that's why, for me, self-love is so important because it helps you discover who you really are and to connect with your really deep desires more quickly and, and deeply. I think that your book is going to be a great lesson to people on all of these different fronts. Please tell us where you can find more information about the book. And do you have a publishing date in mind? So hopefully it's going to be published for summer. I'm working on it. Uh, but definitely will be this year. Anyway, you can find all the details about my solo wedding in Santorini and about the book on my website, www.blogaboutair.com. And you can also become a contributor to the book to help me self-publish it. And so again, the details on uh, my website, www.blogaboutair.com. And you can also find a GoFundMe page and you search for Solo Wedding in Santorini and you will find me. And yeah. Amazing. And I will include a link to that in the show notes. Where else can people find you? Uh, I'm all so all social media, so uh, mainly Twitter and Instagram, and it's at blog about L. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing the vulnerable parts as well as the parts where you really excelled and really conquered life and and the highs and the lows. Thank you so much for sharing all of those things with me and with the Spinster Life audience. Thank you very much. Just such a great experience uh, to interview. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Was, thank you so much. A, a great discussion and, and it was fantastic to, to be here with you today. Thank you. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.